Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's just imagine that Steve Armitage is hosting the broadcast tonight. How would that go, Mike? Oh, thanks, Mark. It's going to be a great series as the Calgary Flames, a fabulous city, up against Edmonton. Edmonton! Germs! Disease! Sweatpants with good shoes! Don't, don't bring the hate on Rod. This is all on this end, folks. Be mad at this guy. This is the Rod Peterson Show! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming in hot into Hour 2 of the RP Show. Hello, everybody. We are live from beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. The Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons. It's day seven. And uh, hockey is the order of the day. But we've got a lot of football fans chiming in, too, hoping that we can somehow make sense of the chaos that is reigning in the Canadian Football League now 72 hours away from the uh, CFL preseason lid lifter. We welcome back to the program here uh, the Moose, Darren Dupont. How are you doing, Moose? I'm doing really good. Good. Yeah. You're just sitting over there having coffee, visiting with everybody. I'm over here people. having coffee, visiting with this everybody. It's the greatest, it I is, tell you. They, they call this work. Yeah. Uh, we do have a new sponsor. i got to bring it in here. And it's not – I don't know why I'm searching for the liner. It's not the most – it's not the most complicated liner to read. No. This week's coverage of the Centennial Cup is brought to you in part by Cavendish Farms, proud supporter of junior hockey across Canada. How about so I don't that? know. Yeah. I don't know. Can I tell you a funny story? There's some coaches over here. There's some GMs. There's some Hall of Famers just 35, 40 feet away from yeah. me. They're talking amongst themselves and don't care that we're on the air live. Psst. Um. But the president of the Canadian Junior Hockey League was in here last hour. And, and in the interview, you didn't probably hear it. Did you Were you able to hear it where you were? Uh, very little. Well, <laughs> a few pucks off the old melon here. Um, he says in the interview, he goes, well, we got a new sponsor for the Centennial Cup. But we have been waiting three years to I hand it up. I did hear this. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, Brent. Who, who's the sponsor? He goes, Tim Hortons. Oh, Right, but I'm with you thinking he, it was going to be the Tim Hortons Cup. No, I no, I what I was thinking was probably what you were <laughs> thinking was that they got a new sponsor they're unveiling for next year, like that's coming on board with Tim Hortons, like a somebody new, like no. So he said that he's fought for 20 years. He's been around this little gig, yeah, for 20 plus years. He goes, I've been wanting to get it back named the Centennial Cup for over 20 years, and he goes, we finally got it, the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons. So, uh, duh, it's the free coffee and donuts you've been eating all week. That's the sponsor, <laughs> idiot. Oh, here we are. So we can talk. There's a lot of uh, heat coming from the West. Yeah. The Battle of Alberta, uh, game four tonight. And that is our poll question, by the way. You can throw up the logo, guys, if you want, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies. But I don't think the results mean a whole heck of a lot because it's a break. What was it? 53% saying Edmonton. That got up to 59% Edmonton on Twitter last time I checked. I'll, uh, I had it right here. Well, we're going to do a... 59%. 59% saying Edmonton. 
Wow. Well, let's get into it on a on a hockey discussion. And if you want to talk about the CFL labor unrest, I'm more than happy to do that. Coming up later on in this hour, by the way, the head coach and GM of the Esteban Bruins, Jason Titanic, they're the host team of this tournament who got a much-needed win last night over Red Lake, Ontario, to be back in it. Yeah. Like in Dumb and Dumber. Totally redeem themselves and have a chance to be playing on the weekend. But yeah. to game four tonight, um, well, I voted in the poll. I'm not going to say who I think is going to win tonight, but I just think what a series. Uh, just swinging back and forth. I don't know if this is this Mercury and retrograde thing, but you got to say these Stanley Cup playoffs, expect the unexpected. Yeah, They have not gone the way we've thought no they have to expect it and i think you know the 59 percent saying edmonton's going to win it's a lot of recency bias too with the way that edmonton's been playing i think after game one you thought calgary's just going to roll to four straight wins no big deal but edmonton pushed back in game two is pretty even game game three was all edmonton so they both dominated a game and there's been a game that's fairly even that edmonton won so tonight i think calgary desperately needs to get that split in edmonton regame home ice advantage i mean down three one i still wouldn't panic if i was calgary down three one they can still win the series but i think it's 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 a monumental game tonight i don't know do we consider the flames a young team because i don't they've been around you know the newcomers blake um Coleman's won a Stanley Cup. Uh, Tyler Toffoli's been around a long time. I won a Stanley Cup in L.A. They should know better. Jacob Markstrom's no kid, but they seem to be in these games getting a little unraveled. And Milan Lucic won a Stanley Cup. They're not kids. No. The orders more so are the kids, and the orders are playing like the better team right now. And that's why I say, who saw this coming? I didn't. And, you know, I said, have they voted for GM of the year or not? Because Ken Holland... Look what he's done. All those moves have paid off. And there was a guy here, I don't mind saying, well, actually, I shouldn't say. He was an Oilers season ticket holder. He probably wouldn't want me naming him. But he said he gave his season tickets up because he didn't like the Cates administration and the way that they took advantage of the fans and just as, you know took advantage of our love for the team and thought we'd always be there. And I didn't have the heart to say, him, to say well, now you're back. They did, runs like this, and you're right back. Wins. Right. Yeah, winning brings you right back, and times are good again in Edmonton. Like, we were, like, feels like eons ago that we were talking about Edmonton having a failed, miserable season. They weren't going to make the playoffs, and everybody was going to get fired, and we got to blow this up, and McDavid's going to want to trade. No, McDavid's grabbed everybody by the coattails, and away we go. And he's pulling them along, which is great. It's what you want to see out of him, and that's just, he's creating his own legacy, but... um, the series is far from over just because they played really well, you know, in game three. Series well, is a long way from over. I said Flames in six. It could still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it could go seven or it could go five. And we're going to find out a lot tonight of what the Calgary Flames are made of. We're going to find out a lot what the Edmonton Oilers are made of, too. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that's what's exciting about the Stanley Cup playoffs. But, you know, so many people last night, <clears throat> again, people probably just tuning in for hour two. Our coverage at the Centennial Cup brought to you by Power Dodge Estevan and Cavendish Farms, but there's it's just hockey, hockey, hockey is the talk all the time. And so in that suite last night, thank you, Daisy and Esteban, they're saying, Rod, are you going to go to Tampa Bay now? Did you see Tampa sweeping Florida? And I said, no. I saw the Panthers winning it in seven. That was my prediction. I'm still smarting. I didn't want it. We were a little rushed, I felt, last hour for time, but we're okay here. I do live one day at a time. So I know that's not great for you. It's not great for a lot of people in my life, but I got to live that way. 
So I, to be sane, yeah. where I get overwhelmed. So now the idea of going back to Florida on the weekend here when this is up, the Panthers are done. I had planned lovingly for a long spring run and driving to the rink 27 miles away in sunrise and watching the Panthers maybe lift the Stanley Cup. Do I want to go three and a half hours now to watch Tampa? Probably. You probably would, right? Oh, yeah. And now, I, like I said, when I said there was people trolling me, they might even be watching right now. Dan Goodspeed, CFL great uh, lineman, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Goody, stop tagging me in your posts about the lightning. <laughs> and, and I thought that he was just sweeping me up in it, right? So I, I responded, hey, if you can't beat him, join him. And I put a photo of me in the lightning gear at their Stanley Cup party last year. And he's like, oh, you're a lightning fan now. Well, what am I supposed to do? Piss and moan all summer that the Panthers are out? Right. We're going to get on board. Yeah. Well, and... The number of times in the last, what do you want to say, like three, four months that I've driven eight hours from Regina to Calgary and then back and then no, back. It's nothing you're saying. Three and a half is like. Good point. I'd do that in a day trip, right? I'd go there and watch the game come. But anyways. Well, and, and by the way. At least go for two, right? Go for the two games. You people that watch this show all the time, you're kind of getting an idea of how I roll. There was a former. Hartford Whalers goalie here last night, and you were standing there for the chat. What? 60 feet away from mm -hmm. us right now? He's like, oh, now you're a Lightning fan, and oh, I'm best friends with a Sutter, so I'm a Flames fan, and I grew up an Oilers fan, and oh, Vegas is my team. And I said, well, I, I'm sorry, but what am I supposed to do? He's like, I would be doing the exact same thing. <laughs> He's like, I watch this show, and it's fun. And good for you. What if, I wish I could do it the way you're doing what it. What do we say? You're Cameron Hughes with the T-shirts. It's like, oh, <laughs> Oilers. And then the Flames win. You rip off the T-shirt. You got a Flame shirt underneath. Right? You're a Panther fan, but you got the Tampa shirt ready to go underneath. Yeah. My brother completely understands it because he said to me, uh, you don't have one team got their hucks in you. and can tell you what to do. So it's nice. What's the show? You said catch me if I, you can. Yeah. Zing, zing all over the place. Yeah. To, that's us. Just when you're, you, you come here, I'm already there, <laughs> right? And here's the thing. Nobody can predict where we're going because we don't know where we're going. Correct. Yeah. So we've sufficiently covered that. I can spend a minute or two on uh, what's going on in the CFL. And I see that our viewership has just cracked into uh, the highest of the day. So you if you tuned in for CFL discussion... You tell me, because <laughs> nobody seems to know. When Dave Nigler, who not only is the ultimate CFL insider, but is also the unofficial PR arm of the Canadian Football League, says this is chaos, mm -hmm. and the CFL has never undergone what it's undergone this week, don't come to me to figure out how this is going to go, because nobody knows how it's going to go. That agent said to me on the weekend... Pretty esteemed agent in CFL history says it doesn't look like the owners or the players know what they're doing. But I was like, well, they got a deal done, so that's positive, and they're on the field, and they're going to be good. And then this. Mm -hmm. So nobody really knows what's happening. And again, the reports today, that's what the beautiful thing about daytime sports talk is we can give the analysis on the fly, is the training camps are underway. We know for sure they're on the field in Montreal. We've heard they will be in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. So my thing is you voted down the agreement and ratification that you're still willing to go practice 
it doesn't make me think that they know what they're doing, but you say that it's a good sign of good faith and that this is a good sign. Like, if they're practicing now, why would you not think that they're going to play on the weekend? No, you should. You should, like, if they're practicing and playing, you should think that they're just working through details and trying to get this approved and everything's good. You know, we'll keep going without a con- without a CBA. We'll play, we'll play, we're good, we're good. If they go to the, the negotiating table and realize that somebody was dealing in bad faith, then we're going to start hearing the strike word again, right? But until that happens, there's no reason to think that they won't be able to iron this out. But they always negotiate in bad faith, these owners. Like, the owners are, or the, sorry, the players are on the field in good faith. That's what players do. They're the good guys. But I think for those that tuned in, if you want an answer on whether they're going to be playing this weekend or not, I'll say it again. There's no reason to think that they won't be playing this weekend. And that is the, that's the positive. Mm-hmm. But... You know, up in these luxury suites. It hasn't, I guess, been all hockey. I was talking to Paul from Minneapolis last night. He's probably watching right now. And we talked about the NFL. And he just said, well, you're smiling because he gave you a ride home last night. You love this Paul now, right? Of course. Gave me a ride. They're all great I'm guys. indebted forever. I've been in bed sleeping for three hours by the time he rolled in. But anyways, you're far younger than me. Um, he goes, the NFL. Ho, ho, ho. How do you compete with that brand? You just don't. I don't think the other major leagues want to compete with the NFL brand got, in America. I got little. four news releases from the NFL this morning. What, what, what were they saying? Four. What were they saying? One was about diversity. One was a different uh, press conference they were having. There was four different news releases that I had from NFL PR this morning about four different separate things. They're always moving. It's like the guy in Mortal Kombat with four arms on each side, right? Yeah. Hitting you eight different ways, right? That's the NFL. They know what they're doing. But they haven't always been there. They built that machine, and now it's rolling. You still got to build what you're doing. Jeff the Stamps fan, because we all expect there will be football. There's going to be football, and I think that they're going to be playing this weekend. So to say that there won't be is silly. And Jeff the Stamps fan says, Rod, may I suggest the Telus patio at historic McMahon Stadium the week of June 9th for the CFL opener? You may suggest it, but we'll be back in Calgary later than that. I haven't looked at the CFL schedule. I can guarantee you we won't be there June 9th for the opener or whatever that game is, but we'll be in Calgary, and I would love to be broadcasting. I have to be in Florida at that time. Um, Tacona Pauly chiming in from Winnipeg. He says, ice, ice, baby. He goes, is Savoy done? I don't know the injury status of Matthew Savoy. But they lost last night, by the way. If you noticed, in overtime, and Edmonton blew a late lead. What a series that East Finals become. Very good. Between Winnipeg Edmonton. Yeah, I wish it wasn't so far. I'd want to go. And they played in the big house last night, by the way, uh, with the Oilers Flames. Edmonton the place to be for hockey right now. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, Hey, Rod, does the CFL Players Association know what the players want? The Players Association agreed to an agreement that the players rejected. Again... Not a labor relations expert here. I just play one on TV. But each team has player reps, representatives. So they, and I don't even need you to confirm this. The Players Association leaders and the CFL owners were meeting, and the reps agreed verbally to the proposal, right? Yeah. After they'd been on strike for four days, the reps. 
But then the players have to vote on it, and it was the players that voted it down. So what looks disjointed here is similar is just simply what do you have reps for if they don't accurately reflect what the players want and this is I, I i would like to think that they're just getting this all straightened around now once and for all but they're not the dichotomy the uh, what do you call it dichotomy of the cfl you've got canadian players american players older players younger players offensive players defensive players and don't think that's a small thing because the ratio is affected in that right I don't know that they could ever straighten it out. Well, look at the CFLPA side. If I would think about it, if we're a leadership of the CFLPA negotiating with the CFL, and we sit at the table and think, okay, this looks like a deal we can sell to our players. I think this covers what they want. Yeah. Let's let's do this. And then you go take it to the players and say, guys, here's what we think. You got to vote on it. And they say no. We're sitting here being like, okay, maybe we don't know what the players want. And we got to figure that out and then come back to the table. Because we thought this deal was going to be pretty good. We thought the players wanted this. But that's why we have a democracy, and that's why we have a vote. And The process all... has taken longer. Yes, yeah. and they should have been doing it earlier, and that's on the owners. This, both sides have blood on their hands with this. And, uh, you know, again, I read the news uh, line from the Canadian press last hour where it said the CFL preseason's again in jeopardy because of this. This is what the world thinks about you guys. That's what Joe Blow, John Q. Public thinks, is that you might not play preseason now. So like, just sort it out. Yeah. Moose, I'll see you a little later, okay? You bet. The head coach and the general manager of the host team, the Esteban Bruins, joins us live here on location at Affinity Place when we come back. You're watching the RP Show, daytime sports and entertainment talk. It's episode number 763. Live from beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan on the Game Plus television network. We're also streaming on YouTube Live Daily. And uh, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. The Rod Peterson Show, live from Estevan, is presented in part by the award-winning Wanda Heron Photography. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. And you're looking live at beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. Our coverage is brought to you in part by Cavendish Farms, proud supporters of junior hockey in Canada. And promotional consideration brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We're part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men. Available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. So we have the CFL potentially going back on strike we got the battle of alberta game four tonight but we're here as you heard for the centennial cup and i said to jason tatarnik let's bring him in now the head coach and general manager of the estevan ruins that he's got a little more of a spring in his step today after his team won 6-2 last night over the red lake miners congrats on the win coach thanks yeah a little bit a little bit more of a spring but talk uh, about a must win you did it yeah you when you stay alive for another day and we'll see what happens today and there's some different scenarios that could happen and uh We'll just have to wait and see. If you don't mind, we're going to talk about all things hockey here. Although, 
I know you're hosting this tournament. You're watching Stanley Cup playoffs, though, as much as you can, I assume. Oh, yeah. You're a hockey guy. Yeah, I poke my head in there. So. Yeah. So I, I got to tell you this. I think today, by my math, is day seven of the Centennial Cup, but it's our only second day on the air. And when we came in yesterday, the Bruins had already lost two games. So they had to win last night against Red Lake. And here's my, my point I'm getting at is, Alan Mays here, Bruins alum, Washington Capitals analyst. He's getting set up to do a hit for CBS last night in your office before this must-win game. I felt sheepish, man. I'm like, I don't think we should be in Tart's office. This is the biggest game. But you were very casual last night. Yeah, I, I don't get too nervous. I've been doing Clearly. It. I've been doing it for a while. and uh, Did it bother you we were in there? <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, I even gave the Sault Ste. Marie team our lounge before our uh, 7 o'clock game, so... They could uh, stay on the side for an intermission. So, well, thank you. Um, yeah, like it's you know you can only control what you can control, and that's what happens on the ice. And uh, all the other things are it just doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Yeah, but the exciting thing you've coached in Royal Bank Cups, Centennial Cups, whatever before, and you see that this is the one thing I knew because I've been around Memorial Cups, Great Cups. This time of year, things are elevated. There's going to be chaos in your rink and in your. It goes with it, right? Yeah, it, it does, and uh, especially this year with the 10 teams, it makes things a lot busier, and uh, I think it's been great for the tournament. Uh, it makes it a tougher format and uh, makes uh, you know a, a smaller margin of errors for you, So, uh, which we found out with our slow start. So, uh, yeah, it makes it a little bit tougher, but it makes it a little bit more exciting at the yeah. same time. Well, the, let's get into it, and uh, they're just hockey fans, our viewers, so they'll they'll get this. Jason's team won the SJHL championship and a Saskatchewan championship in a seven-game series against the Flin Flon Bombers. And I honestly thought before I even got here, Jason, I'm like, well, you're getting your rings. You're raising your banner. You did your job. Did that creep into your guys with the 0-2 start? Uh, you know, I've, I've shared with a few people. It's um, you know, We didn't get into our rink here until Tuesday before the tournament. And when you get on that ice, finally, it's there's no uh, rink boards on there, different logos. I almost felt like you're in a different rink. Um, you know, you almost didn't feel like you're at home. And then, and then when you finally, you know, as it goes again on Thursday before we play on Friday, we're not in our rink practicing. We're in the secondary one. And then uh, for the the first game, you come out. You're not coming out at the same time to your video. You're not doing everything that you're You don't used have your to. same announcer. You don't have the same music. You don't know. It's, it's not, <laughs> right. this, you almost feel like you're on the road. And that's no excuse of how we perform, but there's just little things that are different. And uh, these are young young, young players. They're, they're young kids, and um, little things can throw people off. But at the same time, you have to regroup quickly, be strong mentally. And, and get at it. And I thought that's where we kind of lacked the first two games was our the mental side of the game. And uh, it, it cost us a few Plus times. you had leads in yeah. both. That's that's the kicker, right? We had, uh, <laughs> we had a couple of leads and just we had a few mental breakdowns and uh, they came back to bite us and uh, we ended up losing those two games. Please tell the viewers and me, because I'm not the brightest guy in the world, the scenarios today. So the Pickering Panthers, 2-0, 3-0. Play the Brooks Bandits at Noon Mountain right here. The fans are coming into the building right now. Warm-up's going to start right away. Brooks 2-0, Alberta champs. And then Dauphin Kings 2-0, Manitoba champions against Flin Flon, who are 2-1 at 4. And then it's Longay, Quebec, 1-1-1. They're 1-1-1 versus Red Lake, Ontario, who are 0-3 tonight. What has to happen for your team? Yeah, this is an exciting day for scenarios. Um, you know, the first game of Pickering beats Brooks. 
Um, you know, we, we'll play Brooks on Wednesday, and if it comes down to a, a showdown between us and Brooks. If we beat Brooks, uh, the tiebreaker goes head to head, so we would advance. Um, and then if you look at the second game of Flin Flon, uh, Flin Flon loses that game, and Ottawa wins their game the next day, then Flin Flon would be out. Um, and then later tonight, Longay and Red Lake play if Red Lake wins. That plays into our favor again. If we can beat Brooks, then we would advance uh, that way as well. Uh, but uh, the only pickle that comes into it is if, if Longay wins in uh, overtime or a shootout. Then we all have the same amount of points if we beat Brooks, and then there'll be a three-way tie, and it gets a little messy. So they've brought in KPMG, uh, accounting company, to figure out the standings here. But that's what you want. And as I mentioned that you've been around Centennial Cups before, Royal Bank Cup. Was it just Chilliwack, or was there more? Yeah, when I was in Woodstock, uh, New Brunswick, we went and played uh, in Humboldt. Um, we lost in the national championship final against Penticton uh, by a goal with uh, a minute left in the game so um yeah they're they're fun tournaments to be part of i, I tell the players you know enjoy it embrace it um even though we lost in 2012 in the finals it's, it's something you remember being part of that tournament playing against the best teams in the country and uh this is something you never forget yeah well how do you feel about this format i, I mentioned to you that brent ladd the president of the canadian junior hockey league was here last hour He's loving the 10 teams. I'm loving the 10 teams. You've been part of the old format. So what do you like better in terms of the format and the just the atmosphere that there's fans here from all across the country? Yeah, you know, it keeps that uh, interest nationally into the tournament, and uh, it, it gives players an opportunity from all the leagues uh, as a champion to experience a national championship. And uh, that's something that not everyone gets to experience because of regionals. And uh, if you look at it, you look at Summerside, Longay, Ottawa, those are three really good teams, and only one would have been here. Right. So I think it's great to have uh, as many teams as you can so uh, players can experience what it's like to be on a national stage. Yeah, well, that's what's great about Jason. If you don't mind, tell our viewers that you've coached all across this country in Junior A. Yeah, a few different uh, provinces, BC, Saskatchewan, Ontario, um, New Brunswick. In New Brunswick, you're playing against three different provinces, Nova Scotia and PEI. So I've been around and uh, got to know a lot of people, and uh, I get a laugh. I see that all the commissioners come here. I probably know five or six of them personally. Yeah. So it's uh, good to catch up with those guys. And, uh, yeah, I just think it's a great environment. I think it's a wonderful environment. And for those that are watching, you can watch all the games on HockeyCanada.ca live streaming, and Sunday's final will be aired on TSN, but from your perspective, is it a little more chaotic with twice as many teams as normal? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit busier. Uh, you definitely need a, a community that can host 10 teams or the nine teams coming in. You need a facility that can accommodate it. Um, maybe just uh, moving down the road, maybe there's joint communities that do it that maybe are an hour away from each other. I think there's a, a bunch of different scenarios you can do to, to carry this on. Um, Maybe if they find it's not sustainable, maybe you go down to eight teams and maybe uh, you only have two teams from Ontario come instead of the four. But um, the part of the, that I don't like is there's two uh, leagues that don't get to experience it. So I'm still in favor of the 10. And uh, if it means it comes back to us, then uh, every five years, we'll take it. Yeah, wow, absolutely. And uh, my guess is 
you probably have no idea what's going on in this city because you're in the bubble of your own team. Or maybe you're on top of everything that's going on in this city. But I, there's these Bruins alumni that have come from all across the continent for a bit of a reunion type thing, and they're now changing their flights to stay longer. And we got the banquet on Thursday night with Craig Button speaking at it and myself, and now Alan May. You couldn't have dreamt up a better scenario for a party. I'm sure you're not aware of the party that's going on, but it's uh, the town's rocking. Oh, it is. The restaurants and um, the hotels are sold out, and like you said, the alumni are here. And uh, you know, that's the neat thing about this event. Uh, to speak on behalf of the alumni. Um, so strong, probably the best alumni association that I've been part of. Um, so passionate, and they, they care. That's great for our players to see because they can jump right into the alumni community right away after they're done here. And I know we had players from last year jumped in right away, and we had players from last year come to watch this this of year. Course. So I think it's just amazing what they've done with the alumni, and uh, it's, I know we're very blessed with it, and uh, we're very fortunate. As you know, this is my favorite SJHL team, and I've got a tremendous history with this franchise, but something has jarred in my mind, and this is going far too fast for me, but I have all the uh, Bruins alumni that are checking our feeds for updates on the Bruins and Bruins news and so, so forth, and the pressure just flashed in my mind. That's the one thing that I've heard since I got here, is the pressure that was on your team all year hosting this thing. I never even thought about it, and it was dumb of me to overlook that. What's that been like? Yeah, I know it's it's been quite a bit of work, a lot of 7 a.m. Uh, meetings and you know our, our, our chairs and our volunteers, everyone that was involved it did a, a great job. And you know, for us as a team, obviously there's pressure to perform here. But um, the one thing is we came in as a champion. We're going to leave here as a champion no matter what happens. And nine teams are going to leave here unhappy. Only one team's going to win. Um, so, you know, you, you still have to be proud of what you accomplish. And then when we go into that game on Wednesday, we're still a champion. And we're going to play another champion. We're going to see who the better team is on Wednesday. That's all you can do each day. And unfortunately, we came up short twice. Yeah. But uh, you're playing against the best. So it's... Uh, it's it's a good experience. But I know this town, and I know this province, and I just wonder if you had that moment that a fan came up to you and Tim Hortons or the co-op and said, you'd better win this thing. Did you? I bet you did. You know what? Fans are passionate. But uh, it's funny. You can go from a hero to a zero pretty quick in this game. And uh, I've experienced that before. But, uh, you know, the thing is people have to remember these are just kids, right? They're, they're young kids. Um, you know, there's... The best players in our country are playing major junior. They move on. There's players that are going to college hockey. Um, there's players that are at this level for a reason. And they're, they're, just, they're just kids. They're going to make mistakes. And um, they're just kids that love to play the game of hockey. And they, they go out and play. And sometimes they're fantastic. Sometimes they're not so great. And uh, that's the beauty of hockey. It's a very emotional game, especially for fans. You know, I sat there yesterday. I was by a flip-flop fan, and it was real high when they scored the first goal, and then it turned real low after that. And that's the game. It's full of emotions, and uh, just have to remember at the end of the day, they're just young kids trying to play a game. Well, it has been exactly what I'd hoped. Um, I won't say it exceeded my expectations because my expectations were high, and they've met them. So. 
congrats so far, and good luck finishing the job. Yeah, we'll cross our fingers, and we'll watch some games today and see what happens. Thanks, Tarts. Thanks, Rod. Jason Titarnik, the head coach and general manager of the host Estevan Bruins here at the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons. The Moose will rejoin us and we'll, next, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about the rest of the way on this Taco Tuesday. We'll start Taco Time viewer takeover early. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Rod Peterson, back in Canada. He must be lost. On location, brought to you by the city of Estevan. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. All right, it looks nice out there, but it's Bedlam inside that place, Affinity Place, as the RP Show continues on this Tuesday. And just before we bring the moose back in, a sports update. The Battle of Alberta continues tonight in Edmonton with the host Oilers looking to go up 3-1 in their Stanley Cup second-round best-of-seven series. Elsewhere tonight, the New York Rangers promising to bring the muscle to MSG and try to level their series with the Carolina Hurricanes, who lead it two games to one. NBA playoffs, Jason Tatum scored 31, and the Boston Celtics took their turn pounding the Miami Heat Monday night, leveling their best-of-seven NBA Eastern Conference final at 2-2. Game five Wednesday in Miami. Tonight, the Golden State Warriors will be looking for a series sweep in the Western Conference finals with a game in Dallas against the Mavericks. The Blue Jays will be looking to bounce back in St. Louis tonight after a tough 7-3 loss to the Cardinals on Monday. Paul Goldschmidt hit a walk-off grand slam in the 10th, lifting the cards to the Major League win. Blue Jays continue to struggle at the plate, especially with runners in scoring position. But it's still May, as Arash will tell you. And finally, a lot of news, or a lot of people talking about this in Western Canada. CFL players have rejected the new collective bargaining agreement with the CFL. According to a source, CFL players voted against ratifying the tentative deal reached Wednesday of last week between the league and the Players Association. The source spoke on the condition of anonymity Monday as neither the CFL nor the CFL Players Association immediately confirmed that the vote even took place. But in a memo to its membership late Monday night, the union wrote there wasn't enough support from the players on this contract. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha. I had mine today. Order yours at g2gbars.ca. Use the promo code RP Show and get 20% off. Okay, the moose. Darren DuPont is with us. I guess it hasn't been that long since I saw you. You did do the opening segment here of Hour One. Yep. But you've been visiting with all the hockey people over here to our left. They're all enjoying the show, I guess. But it seems like they're all kibitzing. What's the buzz? What's the vibe? Well, as my dad would say. They're all geared into this game. And one thing we're going to see today, talking this tournament that we didn't see yesterday because of the holiday, school buses are bringing kids by. 
Come so, on. You, so you're going to see more of the kids in the building today. So the, the crowd's going to be good. We've seen the Pickering fans rolling around, and they're getting their steps in, working off that nervous energy. So this is a big game, and they're all tuned in. I know Jason's a little bit nervous, right? To turn it. Yeah, needing Pickering to win today. So they're all just in love with this. They all want to talk about the show. It's just a really great time. Well, it has been great, and I can't quite figure out how this works. Like, for instance, yesterday, half of Flin Flon's here. Yeah. You noticed that, right? And, and we're just thinking that as we get closer to the weekend, now the NHL people are coming in. I mean, there's already been some, but there's more coming in this weekend. you got guys that, do you want so-and-so on your show? Do you want so-and-so on your show? Of course I do. So, Producer Clark, stay on your toes. Because I think it's going to be in a state of flux here. Because yeah. It's day seven, and we haven't even hit the crescendo yet. I know. Have you noticed that? It's uh, going to get wilder. It is going to get you know more wild and you every think fans, day. That's my question to you and the viewers. If, let's say, Pickering Panthers, if Pickering Ontario makes a final against Summerside PEF, if that's possible, pool-wise, do yeah, you think people will fly in from those regions? I guess we'll find out. I mean, they have some of their fans here now. They but may will more come for the. They weekend? may because what's going to happen is teams are going to be eliminated. They're going to leave, which is going to open up hotel That's availability. I'm That's what right? I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, you can go back to those markets and say, "We just freed up, you know, thirty rooms." And Bob's your uncle, yeah. right? So yeah, I could see it if a team gets in there for sure. Not, but not in Cray. We're not going to see this building packed with Summerside fans. They're not. We're not going to see two thousand of them roll in. But you're going to see probably a few. How do we know? Yeah. How, what, what, what? This is all new. It is new. There's never been a 10-team Centennial Cup before. No, there hasn't. Uh, from Tacona watching in Winnipeg. Sounds like a great time in Esteban, Rod. Yeah. They said to Moose, hey, they're paying us to be here. We should be paying them. But, yeah. <laughs> on them it's, uh, no it's unbelievable and oh it's... those are the relationships that work the best right when you hear this everybody's so happy to have us and i'm like well, we're so happy to be that you'll have us to be here and the relationships i mean let's... we've been treated to the estevan experience times 10 jeff in winnipeg writes in and he says is canada done at the world's Saw they lost to Denmark yesterday. Um, like I say, I don't really pay attention to the Worlds unless we're winning. And they lost to Denmark. And didn't they play? Did they play this morning? It was on in the gym, and I was talking to the guy beside me. I think that was the Denmark game. It was a replay? I think. Okay. That's, That's how, much. how much we're do yeah, dialed in. Tony Cernick watching on you. Do you want to interview NHLers coming to Estevan? Yes, we do. As early as tomorrow, I think. I see. I assume Lenny was lining that up with you. No. Okay. It's one day at a time. <laughs> That's what we try and do here. And, and by the way, I really, really enjoyed the interview with Brent Ladd, the president of the Canadian Junior Hockey League, in hour one, where he explained this five-team pools, two five-team pools. He goes, "We just borrowed it from the World Juniors." I'm like, "Don't!" I didn't even know that. It's the same format. They just borrowed it. Yeah. So it's not really that complicated. Okay. But they are awarding three points for a regular regulation win and two for an overtime win. Yes. The three. Every game is worth three points. 
So if it goes to overtime, there's still three points to get divvied up. Two for the win, one for the loss, right? Three points for a regulation win. That's why Esteban still has a chance here. You know, they're sitting at three points. We're looking at Longay with four, right? Esteban can win tomorrow night and overtake them. We're going to take a timeout. Uh, um, something has happened with the internet. We're still coming through, but not as clear as you might see. We got one segment left. Yeah. Taco time viewer takeover. And as the building fills up, who knows? Something's happened, but we'll get through it and we'll be right back one more time from Affinity Place in Estevan. We'll be right back with a Taco Time viewer takeover. You are watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. The Rod Peterson Show, brought to you by Power Dodge Estevan. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. On location at the 2022 Centennial Cup. Brought to you by the city of Estevan. All right. You still got this, right? <laughs> okay, welcome back. Dun, 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 dun. We promised, right? We still have that issue. We still have that issue. I don't know Where what it is, guys. We got blazing fast internet. I did a test. Oh, oh we're okay. stable. Okay, thank you. Stable is good. It's more than I can say for ourselves. <laughs> you should have seen him scram. Like, I can only now imagine what it's like on college game day when Lee Corso's getting everything ready for the unveiling. Because just like, saw it. Rod was scrambling so much that we almost had to come back on a one shot of me to fill until he was ready. As I said, I will unveil in this segment who I think will win game four of the Battle of Alberta tonight. Oilers home to the Flames, round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. However, it is viewer takeover. We've got plenty of time in this segment. And there's a few things that I want to mention here. Number one, we're welcoming to the program today Cavendish Farms. Our coverage of the Centennial Cup is brought to you in part by Cavendish Farms, proud supporters of junior hockey in Canada. Sean K watching in Surrey, B.C., writes that he says, Cavendish Farms, the best fries out there. Well done, boys. Well, thank you, Cavendish Farms, for coming on board. Jim Wagner watching in Balgoni South says, Roddy, your location today reminds me of the organ player from Slapshot up in the Raptors. Loving the show. Good day, all. Don't think I didn't that? think about that. <laughs> With warm-ups going on and then morning skates before that, I am in prime position to... <laughs> Take one off the noggin. I know, but the mesh netting's behind you, so we're okay. You're safe. Wouldn't um, be the first time, and you never know. No, I know. You never know. Goes up high for sure. Um, there was a gal from ESPN that took, I think, was it a baseball off the yeah. noggin last week? And I hope she's okay. I never heard the end of that. I know. I didn't either. But I feel like if I took one off the head, I'd be proud to. Yeah, you'd wear it. You'd probably just, just let it bleed. And take one for the team. And roll on. I'd be part of a pretty exclusive club yeah if we did that phil thompson's watching on game plus tv in dauphin manitoba he says good day good day it's provincial battle day he's talking about dauphin versus flin flon here at 4 p.m mountain he says i was a little he goes i love that background by the way i was a little saddened but not surprised about bad news from the cfl hopefully some kind of agreement can come soon regarding the poll question 
My gut tells me it's Oilers taking game four by a score of 3-1. Eagerly awaiting the Battle of the Bison. Two Manitoba teams. We named it today. The Battle of the Bison. Bison battle. That's good. Hashtag Go Kings. Hashtag Bob's your uncle. On that CFL thing, on that CFL thing, from the Twitter account, CFL Today, they write, I am hearing that several players within the league are really pushing fellow teammates, American and Canadian, to accept the new proposed CBA. One source also quoted, quote, the locker rooms are heated right now. We're just trying to play, unquote. Per source, hopefully this gets resolved. I wish they could just tell how bad it looks. I know, but I'm going to say it again. I'll be on Global Toronto tomorrow morning, 7:10 Eastern. And the conversation went like, like this. Global Toronto this morning said, Rod, we heard you on Hamilton Radio, CHML. Do you want to come on Global Toronto Wednesday morning? Absolutely. I said, I don't know about it, but I can tell you how it looks. You know, and it's yeah. not good. Um, so there's that. And then with Alan May going on CBS last night, and Darren did all the hookups with Alan May putting him on CBS, we're turning Esteban into CNN, Atlanta headquarters. This is the place to be. It really is. You know, we go out uh, to Esteban, which is now the mecca for all these international broadcasts. broadcasts. They're all coming into Esteban, which is pretty cool. It's exactly what we wanted. It's it what they wanted. Very, very cool. Um, one last thing here in viewer takeover before we have even more fun. Today at the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons, um, I get a mild headache trying to figure this out. I don't expect you people to figure it out at all. you got to bring in KPN, who is it? KPMG to figure out all the permutations for the games. But today at noon, in moments, Pickering, Ontario, Pickering Panthers versus the Brooks Bandits. Both teams are unbeaten. This is a playoff game come early. Yes. 4 p.m., 2-0 Dauphin Kings versus the 2-1 Flynn Flon Bombers. Bobby Clark and Reggie Leach's old team. And then at 7.30 tonight, Longueuil, Quebec versus Red Lake, Ontario. The, the winners of their respective leagues. If Longueuil loses... Estevan's got a chance. Estevan's in, but they got to be Red Brooks. Lake is out. Pickering is in. Yeah. we got three teams that need to get in, right? NHL scouts just knocking down the doors, coming through here like it's no big deal. So it's either the other two spots are either going to be Brooks, Longay, or Estevan. Two of those three can get in. So Estevan needs Longay to lose and Brooks to lose, right, to improve their chances. They both play today. Just watch it all on HockeyCanada.ca. And the final will be on TSN on Sunday. Um, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is... Who wins game four Tuesday night of the Battle of Alberta? Calgary Flames or Edmonton Oilers? 59% have voted for the Edmonton Oilers. 59% have voted for the Edmonton Oilers. And now, here today as we close the show, it's the host prediction. Are you ready? I voted, but... How do we feel about it, boys? The Calgary Flames will win tonight in Edmonton and tie up this series 2-2. Because it's got to go 7, right? It has to. Going back to the Saddle Dome for Thursday night. You heard it here first. Calgary Flames winning game four tonight. I said that was my vote, but 
Not sure I caught yours. You didn't. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Do we got to get your flames jersey? I want it to go. I just want it to go seven games. I think I, I, I want it to be even. Um, I think it's just it's been so much fun for both of those fan bases. They deserve this. So, you know, as hockey fans, we should all want Calgary to win. I mean, other yeah, fans more don't. More hockey. More but hockey. But we should want Calgary to win because more of this is great. It's so much That's fun. Deep. I love it. Well, and by the way, I... Bingo! There you go. Yeah, we got it. Looks good. That's from my guy. Um, this thing was in Jason Tatarnik's safe for a week, the head coach and GM of the Bruins. I thought I lost it. You know, I thought it had gotten lost. So come uh, Thursday night, the Estevan Bruins annual sportsman's dinner, of which I'll be emceeing, speaking along with Craig Button, and now Alan May, this jersey's going to be up for grabs. So there are, what they say? You, you were part of the meeting yesterday. Three tables left? Three tables left. I know. Going so fast. It's been awesome. And, you know, it's going to be such a great night. It's been such a great week. And that's just going to be an awesome event. You can purchase yours by calling the Estevan Bruins office. And we'll see you Thursday night in the Power Dodge Center. That's the curling club right next door. Last minute of play on the RP Show. Last minute. This reminds me a lot of Craven, and people from outside Saskatchewan won't know what that means, but you do, and the Saskatchewan people will. I would go on the Monday of Craven week. By Wednesday, I'd be flamed out. Flamed out, and then everybody would start showing up Friday, and I would have no gas left in the tank. You see these NHL people busting through the curtains here. They're just they're just getting here. Yeah. It's day seven. Right. Well, we got in on day, what, four or five? Three. So Day three. Rolled in fast. Well, the night of day three, yeah, we really yeah. were here for day yeah. four, and it's it's awesome. So much fun. There's still so much left. Thank you for having us, Estevan, and uh, we're just getting rolling. We're two shows in to five here at the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons. Thank you to Brent Ladd. Thank you to Jason Tatarnik, our entire crew. Jordan, Ryan, Clark, of course, Paul, Rolf. His name is Rolf. I'm not joking. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern. That's the secret sauce. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.